welcome to this Sunday morning meeting podcast from Kingdom Faith Yorkshire. Today's message is by Paul Abel. So Father, we come before you and we pray that there will be revelation this morning, that Father, you take the words that I preach, but actually what people really hear is the word directly from you. Father, that this is a word from your heart to our hearts and that Holy Spirit, you would make it revelation to us so that it changes us, equips us and enables us in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for those that are already saying, yes, we'll pray. That is appreciated. Thank you, Karina. Thank you, Sally. So moving on then. Last week, I suppose that's not moving on. That's last week. But anyway, I need to refer to last week because last week I spoke from mostly from Isaiah 58 on true fasting. Uh, and another key verse that I had was the Acts 19.23 verse, which just said, about this time, there was a great disturbance about the way. And I think, oh, I sense it in, in the church, don't you? That we really, there's like a heart to see, not, not a riot, but a disturbance in the spirit in not the church, yes, absolutely, because we want to be challenged and, and, and equipped and enabled and walking in all the things that God has got. But also that because that's happening to the church, we can get out there on the, uh, in amongst our neighbors, in amongst our communities, so that the community is disturbed in the spirit about who Jesus is, about the fact that he's a savior. Because many people aren't rejecting God. They're rejecting either a story that they've, think they understand or think they've heard through perhaps bad communication or they don't ever really think about these things at all and we want that to be a disturbance so that people really think about these things god gives everyone the freedom to choose you don't have to be a christian he's he he allows you to choose whatever lifestyle you want but if you want to know the father as your father if you want to be restored in relationship to him for eternity and be with him for eternity. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. So we want that stirring up. The word disturbance means to stir up either in fear or excitement. Um, uh, and we want that stirring up that people think about these deep things. Uh, and then from Isaiah 58, we it, that's part of the disturbance because it's about what happens to the people of God when they love Jesus. And it was about that true fasting. It was about the fact that it's not only the spiritual stuff because the, and the, the distinction isn't good, but let's just go with it for a minute. It's not only about the spiritual stuff, but it's about the difference of the worship, the praise, the prayer, the prayer rooms, the Bible studies. It's the difference that makes in the neighborhood and the community. That's what that whole Isaiah 58 passage is about. God says to them, look, you, you think you're doing a great job because you're praying and fasting. And he says, actually, what about the fasting that I desire? To loosen the chains of injustice, to untie the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free, to break every yoke to share your food with those who are hungry, to clothe the naked and to turn away uh, and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood. These practical things are also spiritual and it's not an you do this or you do this. It's actually that we do both. But from our prayer and fasting in terms of what we would normally think of that, comes this kind of social justice, this kind of action. And look at that last verse. 
Oh, that last comment there, not to turn away from your own flesh and blood, not to turn away from your own family. Looking after your own family is prayer and fasting. It is worship, that honouring your blood relatives your, and your, your actual family, however your family has come about, is part of what God sees and honours in us. So it was about seeing that difference in the community. And praise God, we see that in our church. You know, things like Little Builders, Friday Club. I know they're not happening right now, but they reveal our heart to be that. Cavern Club, The Hub, which is opening up again. Uh, Street Angels, um, Safe Haven, Youth Angels, Community Angels. But also importantly on that, and perhaps even more so to some extent, is the very personal acts of each individual in their neighborhood, in their actual street. You know, we should be the best neighbors you could ever get. Uh, and I know that's hard. You know, sometimes you don't feel like that and we get caught up in our own things. But we should still be great neighbors, shouldn't we? But I now also want to go and look at one of the things that really enables that to happen. Because if we just talk about Isaiah 58, it could be and it would be over time, become like a burden upon us as we try and live to that. Uh, and it, it just wouldn't work. With that, you need to know truth of what God has spoken over you. And I did think about, um, you know, preaching from the New Testament this week, and I felt the Holy Spirit say, no, I want you to preach from the from the old, because don't forget, the, in the, old, the Old Testament is not like something that's old and is not as good as the new. I've, I've come across that point of view. The Old Testament is still God's word, except that in it, Jesus is, like, uh, it, it is yet to be revealed. He's concealed in a way. He's not really concealed, but he, he's there uh, if you discover him. And that, those were the scriptures of the early church. Uh, and then the New Testament reveals even more clearly, obviously, who Jesus is, particularly the Gospels, but all of the New Testament. So we're going to look at Psalm 18, verses, uh, verse 19. This was, uh, we're going to look at all of it, but verse 19 in, in Psalm 18, um, it was one of those verses that going into lockdown, I felt God give me. So you, you, you will probably have heard me mention it before. Uh, he brought me out into a wide open a spacious place. He rescued me because he uh, because he was pleased or he was delighted in me. You are God's delight. Sometimes we don't feel like it, but you are God's delight. That's what he says of you. And he brings you into a wide open space. Lockdown is the opposite of what God does, especially spiritually. God wants to place us into a space where we feel free, open, powerful, anointed in him. And it's from that wide open space that we can do these other things that he's called us. So let's have a good look today at how this particular scripture can speak to us. Okay, how this particular scripture, Psalm 18, the whole well, most of it anyway, we can look at it and see what God is actually saying to us this morning. Okay, so let's go through the word. Are you ready to receive directly from the Lord? Not from me, not my words. Let the Holy Spirit bring revelation to you. So this, uh, I'm going to read now from, that was the NIV. I'm going to read now from the Passion because it, it also expresses truth in a fresh way. And what the Passion translation tries to do is communicate to 21st century people 
um, because, of course, that this psalm was written uh, hundreds of years before Jesus. So we are quite distant socially from these people. So let's look at what God is saying. This is the prayer of Psalm 18, written by King David. Lord, I passionately love you and I'm bonded to you. I want to embrace you for now you have become my power. Remember, Jesus said, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit come upon you. Everything in the way God has called us to leave, live has to be done in the power of the Holy Spirit or it will become a yoke and a burden to you. If we try and live his way without the Spirit, it's a burden. If we try and live our way with the Holy Spirit, it just doesn't work and we usually end up burdened and depressed because it just doesn't work. So, you are as real to me as the bedrock under my feet. Like a castle on a hill, my forever firm fortress, the Lord is our strong tower. We live in Scarborough with a, a, a castle on a clifftop nearby. It's uh, that this one is not fallen down. This one doesn't only last a thousand years or so that Scarborough Castle has been there. This one lasts forever and never falls down. You are my mountain of hiding my pathway of escape, my tower of rescue, where none can reach me. See, the Lord is a strong tower. He's a place of safety. He is a place of salvation. And he's a place for us to hide in. You are my secret strength and shield around me. You are my salvation's ray of brightness shining on the hillside. Have you ever been you know, out in the countryside and it's 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 like a, a dark, cloudy day. But over in the distance, the clouds just part and you get that bright beam of yellow light just lighting up the countryside. And you can see that beam of light going through the atmosphere. And then particularly if you're out, say, in the, on the moors or in the dales and you just see that that brilliant, beautiful countryside. That's what you look like. Everything around you might be gloomy. Everything around you might be dark. But there is this bright light on you that is shining through that darkness that causes you to shine. And God is even more powerful in his shining. And as it says here, he is the champion of my cause. So how do we live in that strong tower? How do we get into that mountain of hiding? How do we experience that secret shield? How do we secret strength? How do we know that shield around us? How do we follow that pathway of escape? Well, David gives us the answer. He says, all I need to do is to call to you. But it's a specific kind of calling. It's not just a moaning and complaining. In fact, it's the opposite of that. Don't, don't get into that. That doesn't help. All I need to do is call to you, singing to you the praise worthy of God. When I do, I'm safe and sound in you. David was one of the people that got this before Jesus, before the church. He had this revelation. I mean, his life wasn't perfect, but he knew that the place to be safe, the place to be sound, the place to really experience the promises of God was to get into a place of singing and praise. So praise like we just had, and the reason we want to be back live to you from the summit 
is because of this power of praise and worship. It doesn't mean just that. Of course it doesn't. Put worship on at your home. Use these YouTube videos at home to be praising in your home. If you need to see healing answers, if you need to see finance answers, if you need to see release from depression, if you need to see God moving in your life, one way to step into these things is singing to God because he is praiseworthy. You say, well, I don't feel like it. You know, it's, everything stopped falling. This is the thing that turns that around. That's like a soldier in a battle, uh, a, a, an old knight of old saying, I don't feel like using my sword. I don't want to use my sword. The enemy's coming against me. This is really dangerous. He needs to pick up his sword to defend and to be on the offensive. For when I do, it says here, I am safe and sound in you. Amen. Thank you, Sally. She says, fab, fab teaching, Pastor Paul. Well, I'm not really teaching, am I? I'm just reading the psalm here and extrapolating. It's this word of God that's that's fantastic. Hallelujah. Uh, yes, hallelujah, says Deborah. Right. For when the ropes of death wrapped around me. So David isn't just saying, oh, I praise God when I feel good. In fact, he's saying the opposite. It's when everything is falling apart, ropes of death wrapped around me. It don't sound like a good situation. I don't know you. And terrifying torrent, torrents of destruction overwhelm me. Okay, so the situation to get into this praise and worship, to see God's victory in your life, in the lives of those you love, your friends, your family, your church, your, your hometown, is when the ropes of death are wrapped around you. Terrifying torrents of destruction are overwhelming you. Don't just Give someone a call or a text or a, uh, a WhatsApp message saying, oh, I'm feeling overwhelmed. Don't just do that. Sure, share. But this is the time to get praising. David says, taking to death's door, to doom's domain. Taking to death's door, to doom's domain. What did he do at this point of death wrapped, torrent destruction, death's door, gloom? I cried out to you in my distress, the delivering God. And from your temple throne, you heard my troubled cry. My sobs came right into your heart and you turned your face to rescue me. You know, we're not, we live in the world and the world is fallen. Horrible stuff happens. It does. Uh, and God is, our rescuer god is our healer god is our deliverer and we see miraculous deliverance we see miraculous healings but we're still in this world and amongst the the, the closer we are as a body the more it affects us when things happen and we all experience we're all going to experience grief you know we're all going to go through times of mourning when people we dearly love die that sounds a bit harsh. I don't mean it harsh. It's, it's just a reality of, of life. And some are taken from us much, much too early. And But if you thought that in those times, as it says here, my sobs came right to your heart. Those times when you, you thought, I can't pray. And even if you tried to pray, you just cried and sobbed. Those were your prayers of intercession. Those were your tears calling out to God. What does God do? And you turned your face to rescue me. So, although I'm very much talking about the praise and worship that we may have 
hopefully done in your front room this morning. It's so easy, isn't it, to, to just sit and watch. But really, we need to be entering in, to be standing, to be kneeling, to be on our faces, just like we would be if we were at the summit. There's nobody else watching now. It's just between us and God. What are we like when we worship God now? And in some ways, it's harder almost just being in our rooms with people we know. And in others, it's easier. But it is that. But it's also within that that you're crying out to God. There were comments happening in uh, in the praise today. People were asking for requests. And on the one hand, that's like this is a bit of a distraction. Get focused on Jesus. But also there's an element of cry. But really, don't address address that cry from your heart to him, to God. In the worship, in the worship, the problems, the issues that you face, you can cry out to God even in those times of worship. If it's there, don't just try and get rid of it and dismiss it. Cry out to God and you turn your face to rescue me because God hears your cry and comes. Look what happens when he comes. This is the picture of God coming to your rescue. It's a it's a narrative, it's a story, it's a metaphor, but God is trying to communicate to you this is the re, this is what it looks like when you cry out to me in worship and praise or you just sob before me. This is what it looks like. The earth itself shivered and shook. God comes. It reeled and rocked before him. It's like when the enemy tries to touch you and God steps in. It's like the whole earth goes. <laughs> because God is on the scene. The mountains trembled and they melted away. It says, get off my daughter. Get off my son. Because it says that his anger was kindled. God gets very angry if anyone dares touch the hairs of your head. His anger was kindled, burning on my behalf. Fierce flames leapt from his mouth. Not at you, but against that which would dare to come against one of the children of God. Fierce flames leapt from his mouth, erupting with blazing, burning coals as smoke and fire encircled him. He stretched heaven's curtain open and came to my defense. It's like, if you imagine heaven cut off, it's like God goes, I'm coming, kid. I'm coming for you. I'm coming to help you. Of course, that's exactly what Jesus did. It's one of the reasons the temple curtain at Jesus' death was just ripped in two. God was reminding people of what's here in Psalm 18. <laughs> the curtain torn from top to bottom as God steps into the scene. Swiftly, God rides to earth and the storm as a stormy sky was lowered. He rode a chariot of thunderclouds amidst thick darkness. A cherub his steed as he swooped down, soaring on the wings of spirit world. God, see how much God loves you? This is his picture of his love for you. Wrapped and hidden in thick cloud darkness, his thunder tabernacle surrounded him. He hid himself in mystery darkness. The dense round cl rain clouds were his garments. Suddenly, the brilliance of his presence broke through with lightning bolts and a mighty storm from heaven, like a tempest dropping coals of fire. Listen, have you ever been afraid of a storm? The storm is only a picture of God defending you. This is God's power for you. Did you know it says that he is 
<coughs> beg your pardon. Here it says he's wrapped and hidden in the thick cloud darkness. God is in the darkness. You may be in a dark place. You may have wandered into a dark place. Who's there? God is there. Hi, I'm here for you. God is in the darkness. God is light, but he's in the darkness. He could be, the, the darkness could be wrapped, 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 but God is still there. God is there for you. He hides himself in that mystery darkness. Even when you can get into the darkest place, you, maybe you're running away from God. You're in the deepest, darkest place and you open the cellar door and God says, hi, child. I never left you, you know. He's there for you. No matter how heavy you see the rain pouring outside. And we get a lot of that. That rain, it says, is like the garments of God just saturating you. What is he? Whenever you see it raining, whenever you get wet, remember that just that God is just like that. What is it he's doing? Saturating you with his righteousness. Because we can never be righteous enough. We will always fail the measure of righteousness. We will walk by his grace in righteousness and holiness. But righteousness, the true righteousness, doesn't come from us and what we're wearing, but from what God clothes us in. And he saturates us as if it was dense rain clouds pouring from heaven. And every time you see a lightning bolt, every time you see that lightning bolt, that is the power of God to change your life around. Never doubt it. Never get distracted. Well, you can get yourself into a social media storm of depression as people sort of enter into your place of difficulty. But let the lightning bolts of God go and chase away your enemies and the things that would come against you. The Lord thundered. The great God above every God spoke with his thunder voice from the skies with fearsome hailstones and flashes of fire before him. He released his lightning arrows and routed my foes. See how they ran and scattered in fear. Don't get caught up in just talking about the terrible stuff. Let's see the terrible stuff running from you, fleeing from you. Remember, submit to God, says Peter, writing in, in the gospel. Submit to God, resist the enemy. First come submit to God. That's often done in worship and praise. Then resist the enemy and he will flee from you. Yeah, all the things that the enemy brings. You know, what, 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 what are our enemies? Well, it's not people. I mean, they can be in a way that uh, people can, you know, what's an enemy? Somebody that hates you, someone that wants bad things over you. But actually, we're commanding to love our enemies. Jesus says, you've heard that, you know, you, you've heard that, uh, what did he say? I've got it written down. You've heard, oh, you've heard it said, he said, you've heard it said, hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and do good to them. We're not talking about sin and, and sickness and disease and, and poverty and all the things that the devil brings. The devil is our enemy. We don't love him. But what affects us are all the things that comes from him. So we submit to God and we resist everything that is of this world through the corruption of flesh, sin and devil so that we can live in the goodness of all that comes from heaven. Your kingdom come, your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. And we accept nothing else except the very, very best of God. This is Old Testament Psalm 18 preaching. This is God coming for you, <laughs> routing your foes. Then with his mighty roar, he laid bare the foundations of the earth, uncovering the secret source of the sea. The hidden depths of land and sea were exposed by the hurricane breath 
a hurricane blast of his hot breath. <laughs> See, you might think you're going to kick the enemy, the, the, and the Lord kicks the enemy, but there's also lightning. There's also huge, great feet, and then there's 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 these blasts of energy. How dare you attack my child? He reached down into my darkness to rescue me. God is not afraid of the place you've not got yourself into. Repent, get out of it, change your life, but God will come and rescue you wherever you've got to. If you're listening and you don't know Jesus yet, wherever you are, however dark your life has got, however far you've gone away from God, however you know that your lifestyle is not good for anyone, let alone you, he will reach down into your darkness to rescue you. That's why Jesus died on the cross. That's why Jesus rose from the dead. That's why Jesus is sat at the right hand of the Father. He took me out of my calamity and chaos. God is not afraid of calamity and chaos. God is not afraid of sin. Sometimes people think, oh, we sin, and the Holy Spirit goes, oh, we're going. The Holy Spirit comes on in to deal with it. He's powerful. He took me out of my calamity and chaos, drew me to himself, taking me from the depths of my despair. Listen, depression, anxiety, fear can lead you into dark places, but that's where you find Jesus. Let the curse of those things become a blessing as you discover behind the deepest, darkest dungeon door is the Lord of light hidden in that darkness. Even though I was helpless in the hands of my hateful, strong enemy. Listen, when you're caught up in the enemy and sin and making bad choices, it can feel like you are helpless. If you have an addiction, you can feel like you're helpless. But there is an answer. And it's called Jesus Christ. It's called your heavenly father. We're talking about the power of the Holy Spirit. Even though when I was helpless in the hands of my hateful, strong enemy, you were good to live for me. He can set you free from constantly gossiping. Don't say I can't help it. You can. Boom. It's dealt with. When I was at my weakest, my enemies attacked, but the Lord held on to me. The, 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 the devil never, ever plays fair. If you go through a tough time, he doesn't say, oh, it's a bit hard for them at the moment. Demons, demons, sickness, disease, pull back a bit. Come on, we can't go too rough on them. Boom, he's in there. But bang, God is in there. The Lord will hold on to you. His love broke open the way and he brought me into a broad, beautiful place. This is where we started, but this is it in the passion. We started with, he brought me out into a wide, open, spacious place. He brought me into a beautiful, broad place. He rescued me because his delight is in me. Never forget that God delights in you. He rewarded me for doing what's right and staying pure. He said, I thought God's love was unconditional. God's love is unconditional. Absolutely, God will not, God loves you, but he does reward, even in the New Testament. That's what Jesus talks about, go and read the, the parable of the talents. He rewarded me for what is doing, doing what is right and staying pure. I will follow his commands and never stop. We've got to make these kind of decisions. Okay, you may, 
You may stumble and trip. You may fall. You may do something that is wrong. But if you don't actually make the decision to follow his commands and never stop, you will never get closer to doing that. You've got to make the decision. I will not get involved in sex outside marriage. I will not get involved in getting totally drunk. I will not get involved in a gossip situation. These don't, these, do these sound remote from God and lightning bolts and thunder? They are not at all. He wants you to live in victory over these things because they are not a blessing to you. They are not good to it. Sin never benefits us. It can have a short-term excitement, a short-term good feeling, but it always comes at a powerful, powerful aftercost. Okay. I've kept my eyes focused on his righteous words and I've obeyed everything that he's told me to do. I've done my best to be blameless and follow in all his ways, keeping my heart pure. We need to be able to say these things. We are saved by grace. We are saved in his mercy. We are not saved by works. We are saved completely by what God has done. We are not continuing to be saved by works and the way we live. And we will not be saved by the way we, we, we live our lives. That is already happened and is done. But the call upon us is to live in this way of purity. It's a powerful call. It's an impossible call. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And so the Lord has rewarded me with his blessing. This is the treasure I discovered when I kept my heart clean before his eyes. Lord, it is clear to me now that how we live will dictate how you deal with us. Okay, I'm going to stop reading at that point. Uh, let me just skip ahead. I need to, I want to bring the message to an end because I've only just noticed the time. Got a bit carried away here. Uh, jump ahead. Verse 31. We haven't got time to do these justice, but let's look at them. Uh, what I really seriously suggest is that this week, take some time reading through Psalm 18. Read it in different translations. Uh, look up some meanings of the Hebrew words if you've got that facility. But you can do it online for free. Uh, and just let the Holy Spirit bring you greater revelation. David was king of Israel, but you are a king because Jesus is the king of kings. He's made you a king. He's made you a priest. You have this kind of authority and affect that David is talking about. Verse 31 says, could there be any other God like you? It's a rhetorical question. The answer is absolutely not. You are the only God to be worshipped, for there is not a more secure foundation to build my life upon than you. Verse 32, you have wrapped me in power. You've got the power. You just have to depend on it. Not by your might or your strength, but his power. Now you've shared with me your perfection. He's put you in a place of perfection. <sighs> Come on. You've armed me with strength, it says in the NIV. Though through you I ascend to the highest peaks of your glory. This is what the verse that I put up during the worship to try and encourage people to go to this place in the worship. Make worship of Jesus their focus in those times. Through you, I ascend to the highest peaks of your glory to stand in the heavenly places, strong and secure in you. That is absolutely spot on. David didn't know about what was going to happen in Jesus, but he's already got the revelation of through you, I ascend to the highest places. You have trained me with the weapons of warfare worship. There it is. Worship. 
as a weapon. You've trained my arms with a bow of bronze. It says in the NIV, and now I'll descend into your battle with power. You don't go against the enemy as a little weakling. You don't go against the enemy like we look when we get up in the morning and look in the mirror. We go with power to chase and conquer my foes. This is a complete turnaround from having a victim mentality where, because of the things that have happened to us. These, these things happen. These are reality. But God says, look, I want to change you from being affected by these things to where you are chasing them away. Whew, come on. You empower me for victory with your wraparound presence. There it is again. Your power within me makes me strong to subdue. And by stooping down in gentleness, in the midst of all this, comes gentleness. You strengthened me and made me great. You are great in God. Don't give me any of that false humility that you're a do, you know, you're, you're, you're nothing. In Christ, you are great. In Christ, you are great. You set me free from captivity. Yeah, the blood of Jesus sets you free. And I'm standing complete, ready to fight some more. You didn't get saved to have a more comfortable sofa and a better TV. You got saved to fight some more. I caught up with my enemies. This is not a victim mentality. I caught up with poverty. I caught up with disease. I caught up with anything that's come against me, my enemies, and conquered them and didn't turn back until the war was won. I pinned them to the ground and broke them to pieces. I finished them once for all. They're as good as dead. You placed your armor upon me, read Ephesians 6, chapter 6, and defeated my enemies, making them bow at my feet. <sighs> Come on. You made them all turn tail and run, for through you I've destroyed them all. Don't just see the Lord fighting for you, but see that he's equipped you. Andrew is putting that the battle belongs to the Lord. Yes, it does. It belongs to him. But you're a warrior in that battle and you have the victory because the, the, the battle belongs to the Lord. And here's where we're going to finish. Is it, picture the enemies of disease. Picture the enemies of sickness, poverty, injustice, social injustice. Oh, the, the list goes on and on. All those things that the enemy likes to use to bring people down you made them turn tail and run for though you for through you i've destroyed them all forever silence they'll never taunt me again yeah expect them never to taunt you again they shouted for help but no one dared rescue them they shouted to god but he refused to answer them so i like this bit this is why i called this talk the pulverizer so I pulverize them to powder and cast them to the wind. See yourself when the enemy comes against you as the pulverizer. You pulverize the things that are not of God and cast them to the wind. Sweep, I swept them like dirt to the floor. You gave me victory on every side. That's where we'll finish. You are the pulverizer. As Jim says, you're not a victim. You are the victor. But it's no good just having a title. It's no good somebody just telling you being a, you're a victor. You've got to stand up. You've got to stand in what Jesus has given you. You've got to take personal responsibility because you can, because you are the pulverizer. Your enemies, all that that comes against you, gets turned to dust and is swept away by the wind of the Holy 
spirit. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, quite a fun message for the last one coming from my study, even if I have got a picture of the summit behind me. This is my last one. Hey, next week I can get to stand up. I can have even more energy. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Psalm 18. See what you get from it yourself. I didn't. I still didn't get to everything that's in there. It finishes with this favor will be upon you forever. Hmm. It talks about David, but as promises are spoken to David, we're in that covenant. You have to read it knowing this was written to the old before Jesus, but knowing that it is Jesus himself that has enabled you to be righteous so that you can live righteous. Sometimes when people read the Old Testament, they get worried because of all the talk of these promises are only, um, only for the righteous. You are the righteous. But because of that, we're going to live righteous. Hallelujah. Thank you. Praise God. Father, I pray that as the church, as you guys and those that listen to this message at another time, hear the word that you have put in Psalm 18. It changes us all into pulverizers of the enemy's schemes and the things he would bring against his church, but also against the people he loves because God loved the whole world. That he gave his one and only son. That it's that one and only son that leads us back into this place of victory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for everything you've done for us. The power that you have placed in us. And Father God, we pray that you will be with us this week. We'll come to an end there. It's been great to have you with us this week. Thank you for uh, the children that shared their experiences of school. Feel free uh, with your parents, children. I'd love to hear about any other stories. If you want to send me an email or a text or anything like that, you can do so through the connections online or you've probably got all sorts of different ways. Love to hear from you, just your stories as I continue to pray for you in your new adventures. Uh, that would be really great. And of course, for anyone, uh, that too. Please, you can always send things to me too, or you can send things to through to uh, others so that we, they are being prayed for uh, you in the prayer room, the prayer room online. Um, but don't forget, if you want victory, wherever you're at, the deepest door of darkness, when it's opened, it's not the devil behind it. It's Jesus. He's there for you. Amen. God bless you, everybody. Have an absolutely awesome week. And may even get to see you at the summit. God bless. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources by Kingdom Faith and for our other audio and video podcasts, please visit kingdomfaith.com forward slash Yorkshire.